today, I'm your host, Nicole Baker. I'm fascinated with royalty. Did you know many of the Psalms in the Bible have royal undertones? They point to the coming permanent reign of King Jesus. In Psalm 2, in the New Living Translation, we hear a declaration of the Lord against evil rulers. Listen to what he says. The one who rules in heaven laughs. Then in anger he rebukes them, terrifying them with his fierce fury. For the Lord declares, I have placed my chosen king on the throne, on my holy mountain. Be warned, you rulers of the earth, serve the Lord, with reverent fear, submit to God's royal son, or he will become angry. His anger flares, only for an instant. But what joy for those who take refuge in him. Romans 8:17 reaffirms this. We are heirs of God. We carry his glory. Much of the Psalms draw on this theme. Why do we think we can hide from God's presence? In Psalm 139, you can read as David speaks to the Lord. Lord, he says, you know everything about me. When I sit down, when I stand up, you know everything I do. Even in darkness, I can't hide from you. In this psalm, we see that God sees everything. And in spite of this, He doesn't reject us. He accepts us and loves us. He wants to engage with us in every area of our lives. I don't know about you, but for me, it is a challenge. I grew up in a very tumultuous home. I never knew when my dad would go into a rage, so I could never really relax. I was always feeling like I needed to hold my breath. Having an earthly father like that still affects me to this day. I know with my head what the Bible says about my Heavenly Father, but there is deep trauma in me that has yet to be healed. And it manifests in my life in different ways. I still believe I can be totally healed. When my inside lines up with who Jesus says I am, the effects of the years of trauma will go. 
If Jesus can touch a leper, he can touch me. The thing about growing up in that kind of home is that not only is there trauma, but depending on your personality, you will cope differently. Some children rebel or act out. Some go inward, become people pleasers, perfectionists. The latter was true for me. In the process, I totally lost myself. There are big chunks of my childhood I don't remember. And when I do, sometimes the emotions come in like I've been hit full force with a two by four at close range by a towering giant, leaving me disoriented and grieving for days. I'm still figuring all this out. That is why I love God's word. It soothes me, tells me that my identity is different now. Sharing this on a podcast is a huge step for me. These are private and deeply personal matters, but perhaps more healing will come for me as a result and for others. God has arranged his kingdom in such a way that we cannot fully experience it independent of others. God has wired us for relationship. That was his intention from the beginning. He wants us to reflect his glory. That is why abuse of any kind is demonic. Verbal, physical, emotional, spiritual, control, and manipulation are not of God. These things can pass from generation to generation. And unless covered by the blood of Christ, they will continue. God continues to heal, restore, and transform me. I hope the results will show to those people around me. I am a broken pot being put back together in the hands of the master potter. Even with all the cracks, his light is shining through me. Like the expensive perfume Mary of Bethany poured out on Jesus, I pour out my life as an offering to him. The world is longing for real, authentic Jesus followers. The enemy wants me to believe that complete healing and wholeness will never come for me. He wants me to live a defeated life. But God says, I am holy and victorious in him. And that in all things, he will work for the good to things according to his purpose. Not some things, but all things. 
He also tells me to forget what's behind and look forward to what's ahead. In the NIV, it is worded like this. Press on to take hold of. That word in the Greek means to capture or seize. It's like we have to capture God's promises in our hearts as we move forward and not look at the circumstances. It is a privilege to have the opportunity to serve God in any way. My podcast is one way I serve. It's my way of inviting you to His table of grace. Maybe it's the spiritual mother in me, but I want to feed you. Not junk food, but nutritious spiritual food. What I serve at God's table of grace may not always be appealing, depending on what the Lord lays on my heart to share. But it will be spiritual food nonetheless. I love my bread and my pasta, but we still need vegetables. Part of faith is taking action and surrendering to the leading of the Lord. The Lord wants me to open my mouth and share what he tells me to. I will do my part. I don't know what God's asking you to do over the next few months. You know, we all have this, I could never do this thought in our mind. We resist God's call, especially when we look at our own limitations, insecurities, obstacles in front of us, and weaknesses. But God uses the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. Ask God for courage to do what he's asking you to. If you read through the book of Joshua, you will see that on more than one occasion, God told him, take courage, fear not, I will be with you. God's ways don't always make sense to our natural mind. He took me a scared and quiet little girl and opened her mouth. Share the gospel, he said. Sit at your kitchen table and feed my sheep. Make no mistake, if God has called you to something, the enemy of your soul will try to come against you. But It will not be a load too heavy for you to carry. One of the ways the enemy attacks is that he is a thief. He steals hope and vision. Then you will forget your who and what, who you are 
and what he is calling you to do. But if you keep your eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of your faith, you will accomplish all he is asking you to do. Christ controls us with his love. So let us hold fast, take possession to Christ and his promises. For he who promised is faithful. It's been a long year, and a long winter for that matter. I am looking forward to spring. Spring always reminds me of new beginnings. I do have some good memories of my childhood. A lot of them revolve around the season of spring. Memories of a new pink bicycle with a bell and pretty streamers and a basket. The smell of lilacs. The sound of water splashing as I would watch my brother drive his yellow tractor through the puddles up and down the back laneway. The anticipation of new life is what spring is all about. We look at the trees hopeful that under all that winter spring will come a bud will spring forth. God has placed a longing in the human heart for new beginnings. In Jesus we receive this hope and he tells us to share it the grace, love, and hope we have received. If you are a believer in Jesus Christ, you have this hope. It is an anchor for your soul. In the last book of the Bible, we see the utter defeat of everything opposed to God. For us, this is a cause for celebration. Every false kingdom will be replaced and songs of victory will replace our sorrow. In Revelation chapter 21, John saw a new heaven and a new earth and he heard a shout from God's throne. God will wipe away every tear and there will be no more sorrow, no more pain or crying. And the one sitting on the throne will make everything new. How marvelous that day will be. None of us knows when that time will come. So be encouraged. Keep believing. Keep trusting. He who started will finish it. God is working. He's working in you and me. He is a God of all hope. And He will comfort you. All you need is to ask Him in. 
I hope my words have been a comfort and encouragement to you today. Spring is coming, dear ones. Hold on. He will do it. Thanks for joining me today. Till next time, this is Nicole from the King's Court Podcast.